Welcome to the Vitality Health Show, where we inform you about the latest advancements in alternative health care and the best health and wellness solutions to benefit your body, mind, and spirit. Now, here's your host, Stephanie Parrish. Good morning, friends, and welcome to the Vitality Health Show. I am your host, Stephanie Parrish, the voice of hope and healing. And I want to thank you and our, thank our sponsors today, which is New Life Ventures and the Mindful Lab, for making this possible. And as a reminder, if you have any suggestions or comments, please email me at contact at myvitalityhealthsolutions.com. And we are so excited. I love this gentleman that we have on today. This is Dr. Michael Peltzman, and he is coming to us from Long Island, New York. And it's a beautiful sunny day there, and it's a beautiful sunny day here. And I am actually coming from Lehigh, Utah today, because we're down here doing some other research for another show. And we're so happy to have him here. Dr. Peltzman is a world-renowned guest on our show today. His story of recovery is absolutely amazing. We're going to let him tell about that, because it's fantastic. Dr. Michael Peltzman is an Oxford-educated psychologist with multiple degrees and honors from various medical institutions. He served as an adjunct professor in psychology at NASA Community College for 35 years and is a certified anxiety and drama or trauma specialist and he's also a walking miracle and I know we could go on and on and on and probably take the whole show just telling your credentials Dr. Peltzman oh please please <laughs> oh stop it <laughs> but we are so You're grateful making me blush <laughs> I'm making you blush they can't see that on the radio but I can see it on here <laughs> so we want to welcome you and thank you so much for taking your time you're so busy and we are so grateful to have you on here and I I love the part of the anxiety and the trauma Holy cow, this is what the world is dealing with right now, as we were talking before the show. So I'd like you to give a little bit of background of your story, some of your history. I mean, you know, and what what brought you here on the show, but what brought you into the business that you're doing? Could you go ahead and share that with us? That's a lot. Uh, That's that's a very, very tall order, but (laughs) sure, I can do it. Um, Let me give you a little bit of background. I was raised in a lower income area on the Lower East Side of New York. I was what they call a um, child of the 50s. And um, I basically lived in a very, very um, tough neighborhood. I lived in a NYCHA project um, and um, it was basically for lower income families. And it was a tough and arduous way to grow up, but it absolutely provided me with the necessary blocks for building where I am right now. Um, I always knew I had a brain, and so I always knew that although I had myriad jobs during the course of my younger years as I was growing up through college and graduate school, that range from sales to manual labor to a number of other things. I was also always an athlete and always tried to take very good care of my body vis-a-vis nutraceuticals and um, food and beverage and so on and so forth and was always a continual person that worked out all the time. And to move all the way up 
to the last six years, um, I had run marathons. I had done a 110-mile bike ride with my wife. And um, there was always a sense that I was never going to quit. One of my mottos that you've heard before through New Life Ventures, and you know I'm on the Scientific Advisory Board, is you never know how strong you are until being strong is your only choice or option. And I really believe in that. Um, I believe that people do not actualize their potential to the level that they can. And I think that too many people acquiesce and just follow the lead of somebody who is a professional and intimidate, intimidates them. Mm-hmm. And I've always walked to my own drummer, so to speak. So um, I'm a show me person. Right. Uh, don't just tell me, show me. And so um, back in 2014, I was down in Florida with my wife. We were doing a very easy 30-mile bike ride, which may not sound easy to a lot of people, but considering I used to do much longer distances. And I thought I was having a heart attack when I was going over a drawbridge that was only maybe 20 degrees. Long story short, when I got back to New York, I went to see my internist, who also happens to be a cardiologist, and he basically told me that he was going to do a panel of bloods and don't worry about it. I'm leaving for a convention in California, but I'll call you with the results. It's said, fine. They drew enough blood for a vampire blood bank. <laughs> and um, I went home. And the next day I got a call very early in the morning um, from California. And he said, you have to get back to my office. None of the bloods are representative of the years I know you. He says, they must have made a mistake at the lab. I went back. Um, I thought I would need a blood bank after they drew <laughs> enough blood again from me. And the next day I got a phone call from him and he said to me, what are you doing? I said, well, I'm actually going to start my office hours. And I plan on working in about an hour. He said, cancel everything. I'm sending you to see a hematologist-oncologist. Now, my family doesn't have a history of cancer, um, and I am very learned. Um, As you said, one of my diplomates is in forensics, so I went to see this doctor, and he was very nice, and said to me, okay, hop on the table. We're going to do a bone marrow um, biopsy. And I said, okay, so are you going to knock me out for this? Because I know that those things are very uncomfortable. I have a high threshold for pain. He said, no, we're going to give you a local. Well, I can tell you that that was one of the most painful experiences I had. Mm. I got off the table. I said, you know, I want to do another draw. I said, I thought we were friends, Doc. Yeah, really. This isn't really making you one of my best friends. (laughs) Um, I came back the next day, he did a third drawer, and then he told me to look at slides on his computer, and he said, I know you're not a physician, but I know you have enough medical background, what do you see? I said, well, I see blood cells and platelets. He says, and what else? I said, they look very abnormal. And he said to me, you're right, they are abnormal, your platelets are very abnormal, 
He says, you have acute myeloid leukemia. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you could have knocked me on my behind. I said, so now what? He said to me, well, now I'm going to send you to see somebody who is a treating oncologist, hematologist, and you can elect uh, the type of intervention you want. I went to see this other doctor. We related very easily. He gave me a choice of either going into the hospital for 30 days of intensive chemotherapy, Mm. or I could do outpatient four times, five times a week, and I opted for that. And I continued to practice, and I continued to work out because I was in really great shape. And uh, although I would get fatigued because leukemia does that, I was very positive. I always knew that I was going to beat this disease. I told both of those doctors, regardless of what this is, I am in control of me. And nine months later, I was in remission, thank God. But, you know, it's that good news, bad news. So the doctor came in with with a nurse practitioner and said to me, do you want to hear the good news first? I said, I always want to hear good news. Well, you're in remission. I said, and now what's the bad news? He said, well, your um, genetic malformations are such that it warrants a bone marrow transplant. Now, I don't know how many of your listeners know about bone marrow transplants, but they're very, very dangerous procedures, and I'll explain in a second. And I said, are we sure? He said, well, if you don't do it, within two years, this cancer is going to come back and take your life. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, that's an unacceptable option. Yeah. So I did my research. I contacted cancer hospitals throughout the country, Massachusetts, Texas, the West Coast. And when I realized how intricate this procedure was going to be in terms of time, I realized that I couldn't uproot my family. And we chose a hospital in Manhattan that's noted as one of the best hospitals in the country. I met with the oncology transplant team. Um, They had already done testing to see whether or not I could find a match because none of my relatives matched me, none of my children. And um, we were able to find somebody. Mm. And a young man uh, that I just recently found out uh, lives in Louisiana. And uh, I didn't contact him until recently. It's been five years now, so I'm considered cured. But um, I said, okay, let's let's do this. And again, I was very strong and, and in great shape, about 185 pounds of pretty much solid muscle. And the five days prior to the transplant, they give you the worst cocktail of chemotherapy that a body can mm. withstand. They take you to within one inch of death. And I mean that sincerely. I was never so sick. I was actually praying for death. That's how bad it was. And again, I'm a person who never gives up. Anyway, the transplant went well. I spent seven weeks in an isolated unit with other people. And um, the only problem was that I matched with this donor on 11 out of 12 areas. The one area was blood type. And they told me, oh, it's going to be no problem. You'll acclimate, it'll be easy. Well, I was back and forth in the trip from Long Island to Manhattan with traffic. It always takes between an hour and a half and two hours. 
And yeah, no. And then I'd spend all day at the hospital getting transfusions of platelets. I was there twice a week. My immune system was compromised. And what we did was we continued to see slight improvement. The problem that, of course, I was getting a lottery at this point in time, was that I developed um, graft versus host disease. Now, that's when your body rejects itself. It's an autoimmune thing, and a lot of people die from it. Mine was relegated to my skin, which is your largest organ. And I was sloughing off skin. Um, if I got up in the morning to shower and then get dressed, there was a pile of skin underneath me. That's how bad it was. And it came from the anti-rejection medication. Mm. And they were monitoring me very, very carefully. And I since learned, actually, at that time, because I did my own research and challenged the doctors, I said, let me ask you something. When a person has a kidney transplant, they give them the same anti-rejection medication. So that means you replace their kidney, and from the moment they start, they're already killing themselves. Mm. Oh, yeah, but we give them a couple of years to live. Oh. I said, there's something wrong with this medical program and protocol. Anyway, I got past that, and I'm sitting in my office on a Saturday working with a patient, and all of a sudden I started seeing double. And um, I called a very good friend of mine who's a, an ophthalmologist. He told me to come to his office. He said to me, you have to get back to the hospital in the city and see a neuro-ophthalmologist, which I did. And it turns out that I developed Guillain-Barre syndrome. Mm. Now, for the people that don't know what Guillain-Barre syndrome is, it's a neuromuscular disease similar to cerebral palsy and muscular dystrophy and things of that nature. And um, they admitted me to the hospital immediately. And I spent a couple of weeks getting the protocol, which is something called IVG and um, gamma globulin intravenous. And I started to improve and they sent me upstairs to the rehab. I came home and within four days I was slurring my words and my balance, my proprioception was off and I couldn't really walk and we rushed back into the city and I was admitted into the ER and everybody knows what that deal is like. So I was sitting there and my throat was closing up on me as I was trying to eat something. And they fortunately got me in. I was admitted and I became a total paraplegic from head to toe. I had the worst variant of GBS, which is called Miller-Fisher. And it generally starts off when you have diplopia, which is, you know, double vision. Within... Yeah, within days, Stephanie, um, they came in and they put a feeding tube in me Mm. because none of my functions were going other than my heart. My brain was certainly functioning. My lungs, fortunately, were functioning from all the athletics I did. But I was a complete completely paralyzed individual from head to toe. They sewed my eyelids closed because unless you can blink and moisturize your eyes, you will lose your corneas. So now all I could do was hear 
and all I could do was think. Now, that might sound like that's, not such a... That's not a great combination where you're just no, laying there no, and hearing. No, no, it's not. And, and, you know, I work with a lot of people now that are obviously quarantined because of COVID, and it's very difficult for people to be quarantined, but they're mobile. They can get around, even if they're quarantined to their homes, their apartments. I was quarantined to my body. Oh, I and, just couldn't even imagine. Yeah, no, it was horrible. It was really horrible. And so what I had to do was I had to use all of my internal strength and say to myself, this is going to pass. You know, I prayed because I think prayer is a very important part of our essence. Um, there are psychological studies that say that prayer has uh, a myriad benefit um, and I listened. I listened. I listened to music through headphones, mm -hmm. books on tape. I went over all the gyrations from my undergraduate school, anything that I ever did. You and I discussed that we were both in regional theater. Right. I did regional theater plays that I had done. Anything to keep myself. I was wilting away. They did not send PT or OT to me in time, and my body was contracting like you'd see a baby's body contract. My hands were contracting, my feet were contracting. And um, I'm going to cut you off right there for just a minute. We were going to go to our first break. Okay. Because this whole show is about hope and healing. And I love that you brought up the fact that you were praying and you weren't just sitting there. You no. were doing things that you knew were going to help you and your positive attitude. And I want, when we come back, I want to go into the healing process because it's just, I, I love this story. I've heard it multiple times. Uh, just bringing back, my sister was a bone marrow donor. And Wonderful. So listening to your story, I'm just so proud of her that, and I've dealt with a lot of clients in my clinic that have had gone beret. It's a nasty, nasty disease. It's just, it's a horrible autoimmune. So for you to go through this, I'm just so grateful that you're bringing all this up. So people know that there is hope in healing. That's what it's all about. So we're going to take our first break. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes. Stay tuned because you want to hear the rest of the story, why he's sitting there right there looking so dapper and handsome. So come on back. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Learn more about the products and equipment discussed by Stephanie and her guests on the show by visiting MyVitalityHealthSolutions.com. We've done the research for you and selected proven, high-quality brands at competitive prices from companies you can trust. Drugs and surgery are not your only options. Discover the exciting alternative therapies and health and wellness products that are helping people to reclaim their health and enjoy a higher quality of life. That's MyVitalityHealthSolutions.com. Many of us are finding ourselves distracted by what's going on in the world around us today. We find ourselves discontent with our circumstances, with what we have and how we feel about ourselves. And we find ourselves disconnected from those that matter most to us. If this sounds all too familiar, check out MindfulLab.net and see how the practice of mindfulness can change your life today. Powerful programs are available to help you find clarity, connection, and peace at MindfulLab.net. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You're listening to the Vitality Health Show with Stephanie Parrish. If you have a question for Stephanie or her guest, please email contact at myvitalityhealthsolutions.com. Now, back to the Vitality Health Show. Welcome back, everybody. We are so excited to have you here. We are talking with the world-renowned doctor, Dr. Michael Peltzman. He's coming to us from Long Island, New York. He is just such an amazing person. If you've been listening to his health issues and all this time, he has just kept positive knowing that he was going to make it. He was going to do, we were just talking in the break, how you've got to take your own life in your own hands and figure it out. And that's what this show is all about. It's about having hope and healing and giving you options so that you can step out of your own self and you can figure out what is going to work for you. And Dr. Pelsman was just telling us about how his eyelids were sewn shut and he could literally only hear. And, and when you're in your own space, in your mind, crazy things can happen. And he's a psychologist. He knows this very well. So I don't want to talk too much. I want to pick it right back up where we left off so you can continue telling us what the rest of the story is. Okay. So here I am laying there paralyzed from head to toe, eyes sewn shut, um, only being able to hear and think, thank God, and breathe. I was not put on a ventilator, thank God. And um, I'm losing weight because I'm on a feeding tube. Besides having the port for whatever they're giving me chemotherapy-wise and everything else, and I'm losing weight rapidly. I went from 185 pounds um, by the time I left the hospital, which was seven months later. I was in this state for almost six months. I was one of the toughest cases I ever saw. Um, I was down to 126 pounds. I looked like I was in a concentration camp. My wife, who was there for me the entire time, who gave me a lot of strength um, and courage, um, was told on a number of occasions, because when you're laying there and not moving, you're very, very much receptive to getting all sorts of hospital infections, all sorts of viruses and bacteria. I developed um, double pneumonia, adenoviruses and everything else, and they prepared her for my death, and she kept on saying, you don't know my husband. He's one of the strongest individuals I know, and he's going to make it. And I need well, to give a shout-out to your wife really quickly because being a wife yes. and knowing where that, that is, you will do everything to fight, and she knew you well enough, and it's like she he did. will not give up, and neither will she. So shout-out to your day, wife. Every day for seven months, seven days a week, two hours of traveling in, spending eight hours with with me and traveling home another two hours. It, for caretakers, it's as difficult to process as Absolutely. it is for people who are sick. So, yes, she's a very special woman. Everybody who knows her loves her. Anyway, so here I am, wilting away, listening to everybody give these terrible prognoses. He'll be in a motorized wheelchair for the rest of his life if he makes it. I leave the hospital seven months later, and... I found out that I had some kidney damage because of 
the tacrolimates, which is the drug they put me on for the anti-rejection, which I was no longer on. I can tell everybody right now that my kidneys are 100% functioning. I was leaving the hospital. There was a parade of people down the hallway watching me being carried out on a gurney to go to um, a very well-known uh, OTPT center upstate New York. And um, all the way, I kept on saying, they don't know what they're talking about. I'm not going to be in a motorized wheelchair. Well, I got up to the center, and they looked at my medical charts and I'm telling everybody, do not always believe what the medical charts say. If you speak to my neurologist, he thinks I'm a one in a million recovery. And um, it was a waste of time up there because they did not treat me the way they should have. By encouraging me, they just accepted that the records were that I was going to be confined to a motorized wheelchair. Mm. Now, I live in a 300-year-old home. And yeah, it's a really it's a wonderful home. Um, but the, and even though we've updated it, trying to get a motorized wheelchair around this house would have been impossible. Um, and it's a colonial, so when our bedrooms are upstairs, I turned my waiting room into a hospital room. I came home, I hired um, outpatient OT and PT people to come. All of them were very positive. I told them all. My goal is I'm going to walk. They looked at me and they said, great. No, I still had contractures. Um, I had neuropathy in my hands and my fingers. In the morning, it took me a very long time to begin to move my body. Mm. And I started to progress. And I called Michael Ladd, who we both know who works Love in him. Life mm -hmm. Ventures. I've been a friend of his for years. We were in other health organizations together before. And um, he said to me, Michael, I have this incredible device that you must use. And I'm willing to do anything. I'm right. very open-minded. Um, I believe in naturopathic. I believe in allopathic. And I said to you before, I'm going to tell your audience, the power of your mind is stronger than anything else. Absolutely. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. So I started using the Avacyn, and within two or three weeks, I was using it twice a day, um, initially starting off at 15 minutes and working my way up. My wife actually started using it because she's a, an athlete and had a little bit of hip problem that was uh, addressed with the machine. I became enchanted and was really bowled over by the efficacy of this device, and you have very, very interesting centers yes. <laughs> um, that I know are very, very um, positive places for people to go for their health care. Absolutely. And when I realized what this machine did, when I spoke to the people on the Medical and Scientific Advisory Committee, and they told me, you know, Michael, this is kind of like a miniature hyperbaric chamber because of the negative pressure and the microcirculation and it takes out the toxins and um, I'm sitting there and I had a lengthy conversation with the person who was the head of this and he said to me you know you're a fairly bright fellow he <laughs> says um, I think I would like to have you on our scientific advisory board and I was very humbled I said yes I would like that I met a lot of other very bright 
individuals. And I've been using that device ever since. Now, to give your audience a sense of accomplishment in terms of what can be done, I went to see all my doctors were transferred out to Long Island. The neurologist I saw, I was in a wheelchair. I was with, accompanied by an aide and my wife. He did a tone test on me. My muscle tone was zero at the time. They do a zero to wow. five scale. And he said to me, so what's your goal, Michael? Because now I was beginning to talk. And still to this day, my voice is somewhat impeded by the GBS. And I mm. still have slight neuropathy in my hands. And I still have contractures in my feet. And I wound up with something called equinovirus, equinovirus, which is, you know, the hoof on a, on a horse? Right. How it kind of angles out? Well, because of the contractions, I can't dorsiflex. Mm. So in order to walk, you must dorsiflex. Right. And I am locked in place. And I went to see about a number of different um, possible procedures that could be done. And they all had terrible side effects. And I said, you know what? I'm going to rehabilitate myself. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you as an end piece before I get to the end, and right now I'm walking in sneakers that have a slight ridge on them. It's almost like wearing a wedge shoe, but a lot right. of the sneakers today have almost a wedge. And I went from wearing a six-inch heel where I was like this to where I'm almost like this, and I stretch out wow. my heel cords every day. Anyway, I started gaining weight back. I started working out. I repeatedly saw my neurologist every time I would see him, my muscle Strength was coming back. He said, I can't believe how rapidly you're improving. Every time he would ask me the same question, what is your goal? I said, I'm going to walk, Doc. He said, you know what? I believe you. One day I was there. He was being shadowed by a third-year resident. He said, look at his medical chart. Should he be able to do what he was doing? And by then, I was walking with a walker. He said, no. That's an impossibility. He says, you don't know this young man. I've changed my entire lecture series at medical school because of him. <laughs> you could never um, remove the aspect of a person's own will and desire and motivation. Right. And now I'm working with eight cane, two canes, depending upon the terrain. And um, I, my heel cords are getting stretched very, very slowly. Friends of mine who are physicians look at me and they go, you know, you're, you're like the miracle, man. I said, no, I don't consider that. I said, I am just very determined. And I believe in the power of healing. I believe in the power of self-healing. I believe in the power of the Lord healing us and everything else. I had patients of mine who were very religious, who went to their places of worship the entire time I was sick and were praying for me every week. I don't discount that some of that may have helped along the way. Yes. And I want to tell your viewers and audience that are listening that there isn't anything that you cannot do if you put your mind to it and if you have the potential and capacity to do it. We as Amen. human beings, when I used to lecture my students, we only use about one-third of our mental and our physical ability. When you're in an emergency, you generally tap into more. People right. who have higher intelligence or are athletes, they naturally use more of that. But we all have that ability. Mm. And no matter what you hear from somebody, 
you must say to yourself, I'm taking it into consideration. I'm not saying don't listen to the medical community. I'm just saying take it with a grain of salt, knowing that you have impact over your own life. Oh, that, that gives me goosebumps because that's why you're sitting here, right? That's why you would have listened to all the things you were told, you would have been gone. From this yes, already. I, I, I would have been gone. There's no question about it. I'm back up to 185 pounds. I'm working out. I have my musculature back. And as I said earlier in the program, I just recently reached out to my donor. I didn't want to reach out until I had reached the five-year mark of being cancer-free. Mm-hmm. And I just reached out, learned that he's a young man who's now 26. In Louisiana, I think he does some kind of um, charitable work for some kind of either church or agency. I'm I'm sure he's away right now, but he's looking forward to speaking to me. And I really want to thank him from the bottom of my heart for making it possible for me to still be here for all of my patients, but especially for my wife, my children, friends, everybody. Um, I was told by somebody who believes in alternative thinking Mm -hmm. that it wasn't my time that I'm destined to be here to help other people. And that's why I did your show, because I wanted to be inspirational enough and motivational enough for everybody out there to know that regardless of what you are enduring right now, there is a light at the end of the tunnel and you can absolutely reach that light. It's arduous, but you can do it. And there's people out there that want to help. This is what we had said. My sister was a, a bone marrow donor. It was it was the tough situation for her, but she saved somebody else's life. It was a little five-year-old girl that she was able to um, have donation from, which was so crazy because they're looking for families that, you know, family members or whatever, they always look there first. So there's always somebody out there that can help. If you just look and ask and talk and listen, and that's what this show is all about. Like we said before, giving people hope. There's always hope. And we had talked a little bit before about New Life Ventures and about the Avison machine. And, and I want to just touch a little bit on that because that has made a huge difference in your life. A little 100%. bit. Would you take, well, we've got just a couple minutes before break. Will you take some time and tell us what the Avison microcirculation did for you because this is it's huge it's huge um as i as i stated before once i really understood the mechanism of this machine um and it doesn't take a a lot of high intelligence you just have to be um interested in reading about what it does it is a miniature hyperbaric chamber and it is a healing machine and um, every area of your body down to your little pinky toe has veins, arteries, blood vessels of all kinds. And we have toxins in our body for a variety of different reasons, mostly because of the way people eat in this country and everything else. And what this machine does is it carries oxygen and nitric oxide to all parts of the body, and then it eliminates all the toxins from your body. So if you have inflammation, it's going to lessen that inflammation. And for me, um, if I would do this, 
and you can see what I'm doing now. I was touching his thumb to his fingers for those that right. can't see. <laughs> yeah, okay. I wasn't really able to um, feel the fingers as much as I can now. My senses have come back. There's still neuropathy. I'm not going to say there isn't. But I really believe that it helped to heal my musculature, um, my, my neurological system as well. I know that there's a tremendous amount of benefit that it does for the brain. Um, you can probably go into that yes. uh, as well. <laughs> so this is a wellness device. That's the best way that I can describe it. Does it work for everybody? Perhaps not. And I think the re reason not is either they don't use it consistently, and I find that even when I do therapy with my patients and I ask them to do something behavior modification-wise, mm -hmm. the reason they don't necessarily improve is when I challenge them. Well, doc, I'm really not doing it as often as you told me to. <laughs> and I said, well, <laughs> this doesn't happen on its own. You have to use something. And, yeah. um you know, New Light Ventures is a very cutting-edge company where they're very, very open to all sorts of new, innovative um, nutraceuticals, devices, and everything else. And I think that it, it was fortunate that you and I met through that Absolutely. situation, and I definitely believe in networking, and um, it's it's been wonderful. It's been a, a Give you a quick reference if we have time. My wife and I went down to Florida to a home that we have down there, and we forgot to bring the machine with us. And we said, oh, this is going to be a great test. Yeah. Four days, four days later, she was complaining and I was complaining. We said, do you think we have enough time to overnight it? No, we're going to have to go back. When we got back and started using it again, whatever we were feeling was attenuated and abated. And um, so I know the machine absolutely works. It's funny. I get asked that all the time. I said, when I notice how well it's working is when I forget to use it. Yes. Or I have forgotten it at home. Yes. I know my husband and I both went down and did it this morning before the show. We did it last night before we went to bed. Love this machine. So I know we need to take a break. You can contact me at myvitalityhealthsolutions.com. You can go on my website. It's listed on there. Everything's on there. All the information, all the sciences with New Life Ventures is on there. Well, we're going to come back. If you've got any other questions for Dr. Peltzman, he'll give his email, I believe. And he's just so great to talk to. So we're going to take a break and then we'll come back and we'll wrap up. Thanks so much. Be back in a minute. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Learn more about the products and equipment discussed by Stephanie and her guests on the show by visiting MyVitalityHealthSolutions.com. We've done the research for you and selected proven, high-quality brands at competitive prices from companies you can trust. Drugs and surgery are not your only options. Discover the exciting alternative therapies and health and wellness products that are helping people to reclaim their health and enjoy a higher quality of life. That's MyVitalityHealthSolutions.com. Many of us are finding ourselves distracted by what's going on in the world around us today. We find ourselves discontent with our circumstances, with what we have and how we feel about ourselves. And we find ourselves disconnected from those that matter most to us. If this sounds all too familiar, check out MindfulLab.net and see how the practice of mindfulness can change your life today. 
powerful programs are available to help you find clarity, connection, and peace at MindfulLab.net. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You're listening to the Vitality Health Show with Stephanie Parrish. If you have a question for Stephanie or her guest, please email contact at myvitalityhealthsolutions.com. Now, back to the Vitality Health Show. Welcome back, everyone. We are having an absolutely fascinating discussion with Dr. Michael Peltzman. We have just been so blessed to be able to have him on the show today. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much. We were just talking about alternative health care. You were in a you were basically paralyzed for months and months and months with your eyes sewn shut and everything you had if you, you go back and listen to the show if you didn't hear the first part of it, what he's gone through. And so we were just talking in the break about the Avison, um, which I absolutely love the Avison. I use it all the time. That's how we became in contact through through New Life Ventures, as well as many, many other amazing, amazing people. I I use the Avacyn this morning. I've literally seen people with arthritic hands open up in front of my eyes. I've seen, I've seen people that have got fibromyalgia that that have done it a couple times and they're not in pain anymore. It's just fascinating to me. You get the blood circulating in your body and the oxygen will circulate and the body knows what to do with it. We were just talking about how beautiful these natural things that God gave us. And if we can put these natural things in our body and do what God made our bodies to do, our bodies know how to heal themselves. They know what to do. And I think, you know, when I love the medical professionals, thank you so much for them being out there working for us. But we do need to take this into our own hands as well. And that's kind of our message today. Correct me if I'm wrong, but you've got to be the one in charge of your health. And you've got to make sure you're asking lots of questions and getting lots of opportunities and trying new things. So one of the things you had just mentioned was diet and exercise. Have we heard that since the day we were born? Yes, yes. we have. <laughs> yes, we have. Um, as an aside, years ago when I ran a marathon, a couple of days after I ran it, um, I was practically crippled. <laughs> um, I had really displaced a couple of discs in my back, and I went to see a neurosurgeon who took one look at me and said, oh, you're an athlete, you deserve this. Seriously, this is what he said to me. No! And, yeah, and I won't tell you what I said in my mind and then what I verbalized out loud because <laughs> the, the, the Lord would split my tongue right now. And it is a family um, show, so. But, right, but I, when I walked, I walked out of there and I found a guy, a doctor who was an MD who did alternative medicine and wrote a book called Mind Over Back Pain, John Sarno, and I attended his three-week class two days a week, and it had to do with healing yourself. And so that was the first experience I really had. And I said to myself, you know what? And I was obviously practicing at the time. I said, the mind is so, so, so powerful that everybody that's listening, and I said this before, I know I'm repeating myself, you can heal yourself with the right interventions, both allopathic 
and homeopathic. And I think you just have to have the will, the perseverance, the tenacity. And, you know, I'll go back to an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Um, <laughs> that which does not kill you makes you stronger. Amen. <laughs> and, that, and that is a, a true statement. It really is. In every every aspect, right? Every I mean, I, it's just it just is kind of mind blowing to me because I've had clients come into my office and physically they're getting better, and we're putting oxygen in their bodies, we're microcirculating their blood, they're getting light therapy, and their bodies are repairing. But in their minds, they're saying, "I'm not getting better. I'm not getting better. I'm not getting better." I'm like, "You came in with a walker. You're out now walking a mile and a half a day." How do you figure you're not getting better? And it's so much the mind, isn't it? It's it's so much. And this is what you deal with every day. It's yeah. so much the mind, the mindset. There, there are two things that we use in medicine in my field when we do double-blind studies. One is called the placebo effect, mm -hmm. and the other is called the nocebo effect. And the nocebo effect is when you take a negative attitude about what you think the outcome of the intervention is going to be before you even start. And once again, you can prevent your own rehabilitation by thinking negative thoughts. Yeah. You know, you have to eliminate the negative thoughts only stay on the positive. It's how I conduct my practice with my patients. Um, I push very hard for them to understand that they have, even though it's emotional problems, they can overcome whatever obstacle they think is a barrier to their well-being. And I've been very successful over the years. I'm, you know, I feel very blessed and very gifted for having that ability with my patients. I think that is just beautiful. And I, I appreciate that so much because really – and tell me if I'm wrong, but I know that I've had a lot of clients come into my clinic with very, very severe illnesses. And as we get chance to talk and communicate and they get to work with my husband, who's an emotional healing coach as well, a lot of that has stemmed from a trauma that they've had Absolutely. in their life. And Absolutely. they've got to get over that trauma because it's now manifesting in a physical. Yes, Right. And there are a lot of different ways. I mean, I use EMDR, I use hypnosis, I use talk therapy, CBT. Um, I was trained analytically, even though I don't use it as much because it's not in favor as much as it was years ago. It is absolutely a way to heal yourself and the traumas from your childhood. And I think that you're on the right track when you tell all of your listeners that it's within their own body and mind. They can do amazing, amazing things. They really can. Oh, I love that. And I love that you use so many different modalities and different ways to do it. And it's and not just in one, one rut, I guess I should say, because you're so open to learning and being educated and, and what works for that person, because that could be totally different for somebody absolutely. else absolutely absolutely there's no question about it um food you spoke about food food right. is such a tremendous impact in terms of our own state of emotional well-being and if you really look at your diet and see what you're taking in and you know you've heard it a million times you know all the sugar drinks and everything else 
There's no question you could look at the scientific evidence. Sugar is absolutely one of the causations for different cancers and everything because of what it does to the cell. And I think that people really have to promote from within um, vitamin D3, very important now during COVID. Zinc, mm -hmm. very important during COVID. I can go down a whole list of things that I take and try to maintain my own health and wellness and immunity system right now. And, you know, I feel very optimistic about the fact that my parents lived till they were 95. And um, I'm going to make it. There's no question in my mind I'm going to exceed them. And I tell that to my children. I said, if you're waiting for my money, no, <laughs> I'm going to be around for a while. <laughs> and I, I love that you're saying that, too, because, like I said, anybody that says they can't do it just needs to listen to your story. Well, they have to listen to their own story and their own concept of what they want for themselves. Mm -hmm. Do they want to be an invalid or do they want to be healthy? Do they right. want to be a disabled individual or do they want to be an abled individual? And I think that that's where it really um, makes its mark. And I am telling you, and I may be back on your show sometime if you ask. Absolutely. But there's no question that I will be walking at some point, even if it's just with one cane. Um, I do walk without any canes in the house um, for maybe 150 steps at a time because I'm still getting my proprioception and because of the special shoes I wear. But there's no doubt in my mind I'm walking. You know, I may not run another race, but I'm going to walk to wherever I have to go. I wouldn't put that past you. <laughs> I wouldn't race. bet against me either. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So you got to put the right tools in your body. you got to have the yes. right mindset. You've got to make sure that you're doing what you need to do. Listen to your body. Listen, and yes. listen to programs like this. Go on. So let's give them your website or your email, however they can get hold of you and can find out more about what you're doing and what okay. that might do for them. Okay, it's D-R, like in doctor, D-R-M, D is in doctor, P-22 at gmail.com. Okay, did everybody get that? Give it to him one more time, because now you've got your pen and your paper ready. <laughs> D is in David, R is in Robert, M is in Michael, D is in David, P is in power, 22 at gmail.com. That's beautiful. And he is so great to talk to. I know he's super, super busy and it's just amazing that he's, and I am so grateful that you've taken time to be here. You and I get My to talk, talk sometimes and he's always sending me really cool, fun things to learn from and being educated. But one thing before we're done, I do want to point out that you brought up many times and this is one of the cruxes of my show is God and yes. our faith. Yes. And we can't do anything without him. And yes. And that is where we need to turn to him to help us through all things, right? Yes. I, I have to tell you that I had religious training when I was younger. And as I got older, I took comparative religion courses because I was fascinated. And regardless of what religion you identify with, there is only one God. And that one God watches over all of us. And if you believe in the creativity that you can see around you, then you know that he's there 
mm-hmm. or she's there if you prefer, because I want to be correct. And <laughs> politically and, correct. <laughs> and politically, well, it's important today to be PC. And um, yes, very big factor in everybody's well-being. I love that. And I know, and I know that you know, I know God knows me by name. And he knows every one of us by name. He's the creator. He created us. He's not going to just go, oh, yeah, you're that little girl that I you know, threw down there a while ago. That's not how it works. He knows us. We just need to ask and have faith. And I love the, the saying I have all over the place is faith, not fear. Yes, faith, why are, not fear. Why are we going through this? But we need to have faith and That's not fear, true. especially that, in this time of life. A hundred percent true. I'm on board with everything that you're saying right now. And I think that people have to open themselves up to not just God, but to everything. And someday, if you want, I'll come back on your show and I'll talk about things that have happened to me during the course of my life that absolutely had to do with divine intervention or I would not be here. I mean, really harrowing experiences that an angel, something happened that prevented me from leaving this world at this point. Okay, you do know you've committed now to come back to my show because now everybody <laughs> wants to know the rest of the story. So you are booked in, buddy. We're going to get a time and have you come back because that's so, so vitally important that people understand that. I've had yes. those experiences too in my life. I'm sure. So we'll share. We'll share. We'll that. share. We can yes. have another sharing moment. I love yes, it. Yes, we will. We will. We will. We will. So I want to thank you again. We're just about out of time again. Make sure that you go on to my website at myvitalityhealthsolutions.com. If you want any more information about the Avacyn, we we are both absolute advocates of the Avacyn. We love it. We've seen it. We've experienced it. We know what it's done for us. So that microcirculation is imperative. But the most important thing that I believe that we have talked about today is believing in yourself. And having God guide you and believe in yourself. What final words would you like to say? Um, I'm only going to repeat what I said at the outset, that you never know how strong you are until being strong is your only choice or option. Amen. What a perfect way to leave being strong is your only option. Ah, The world is feeling that right now, aren't we? Yes, yes, we have to be. Absolutely, we do. So stay strong, have faith, faith, not fear. Thank you, Dr. Pelsman. You are my hero. I love you. Thank you very much. (laughs) Thank you. Thank Thank you to all of our listeners. Have a wonderful, safe, happy, healthy week. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Vitality Health Show. Be sure to tune in next Thursday for another informative show with Stephanie Parrish and leading health and wellness experts. That's Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a wonderful, healthy week. Statements made and information provided on this program are for educational purposes only. They have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration and products discussed on this program are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The Vitality Health Show is not responsible for any misunderstandings or misapplication of information presented in this show. 